I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Hello, I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to have a glass of wine or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know next to nothing about the drink we love to quaff and that unbelievably there will be some types of vino out there we are not acquainted with. As we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to wine and drink along with us whilst we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdicts if we're going to spit or swallow so if it's gross we drank it so you don't have to it's definitely not just an excuse to drink a bottle of wine on a monday night (laughs) heaven forbid We're recording this early on a Monday and we've already started drinking. So we have just had a fantastic recording. Um, Goodness me, the nation's sweetheart. And we're not talking about Lady Diana, although his wife is Lady Diana. Um, Yes. And and it's not Prince Charles, I might add. It's it's another Lady Diana. We've just, um, I mean, I'm I'm gabbling because of the punch we've just drunk with Johnny Ball. Oh, Johnny Ball, who was an absolute... Do you know, I I feel like he should be doing an audience with the stories that he's got. It's like story after story after story and what I loved about it was that you and I barely interjected and we just let him go yeah and he was like he could have just I would suspect he could have gone on all afternoon if when I get to 83 I want to be like Johnny Ball must you know he's he's infectious he's enthusiastic he's bright he's living life he was going off to a carol concert this evening he's going away I think he was telling me soon and well you know just everything he's just you know he's still living life fantastically still wants to ski oh yeah yeah not like you and I really I mean we're just yeah I mean how's your week been for example don't get me started Sally don't get me started no I am going to go on because I'm (laughs) going I have been waiting for an oven from a company that has not delivered my oven. I've been waiting for an oven since last Thursday and uh, it's supposed to be, the time is now five minutes past the hour of one o'clock on the Monday afternoon. It's supposed to be with me in my house by quarter past one. 
Well, they've got time. No, I've not had a phone call. I've had nothing. I am livid. Where's my oven? Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Happy Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Is that where the story ends? <sighs> yes, it is, because I, I'm going to... And then they'll turn up and I'll be breathing punch over them. Where's my fucking oven? Um, and they'll go... to make more punch. <laughs> yeah, and they'll That's probably go, I mean. we're going to take this away because you should not be in charge of a gas-powered appliance. Well, I tell you what I've been doing this week. I've been doing a lot of gigging, but I was in Bath over the weekend, which was which is relevant to the story we had from a listener, yes. which which we will be talking about later. But Bath looks so pretty. Oh my oh. goodness, Bath, because it's such a small town. I'm sorry to anybody listening from Bath, but it is it's a small city, I should say. But they can decorate it all. You know how beautiful it is. It's such well, it's a world heritage site, isn't it? But it's just done. Oh my god, it looks so lovely. I've been in London and Bath this week and London London always, I mean, it just it just does it with Christmas, doesn't it, London? The lights, oh. bath, oh, it was so pretty. Sally, you're, you're, you're feeling a little bit, you know. I'm feeling a, a bit festive. I've put my tree yeah, up. I've got, I've got those you? old, you know, those lights, they're called nostalgia lights, but they're the lights. Oh, it's quite nice that we had Johnny Ball because they were the lights that I would have had on my Christmas tree as a kid. Those kind of, they're all multicoloured, but they're like little flowers, you know. We oh. can visualise them, can't we? Those lights are the lights. Your, that... your living room is like a World Heritage living room at the moment. Then. It's like the seventies, I'd say. Yeah. Really, I mean, I don't yeah. know about world heritage, Perfect. but yeah, yeah. I Go think on. we should stop rambling and just listen to Johnny. I mean, I'm just going to get straight into it. Let's say hello to the one, the only Johnny Ball. Oh, how do you do? How so, are you, Johnny? Very well, and this is making an old man very happy. So thank you very much. Oh well, oh, where's the old man? Introduce us, Johnny. Oh, Sally, you're oh, so I'm already on it, aren't I? Flirting with Johnny Ball. Never thought I'd hear, hear myself say those words. <laughs> Honestly, we're drinking this punch. Johnny's going to talk us through his recipe in a minute. For the listener, it's midday, and I suspect that in about an hour's time, all of us will be in a coma. I know that Johnny's going to oh. um, a carol no, concert. That's right, tonight. So I've got to stay sober. So what I've made, the measurements I gave you, I've made one twentieth of it because I'm good at maths, you see. Oh, yeah. Talk us through what we're drinking, Johnny. I said you start with three litres, two one and a half litres of red wine. This was the cheapest red wine I could find, and it is terrible. I also only had one whiskey in the house, and that was Speyside, which is very expensive. It's whiskey will do, uh, but you do need a bottleful. So what you do is you put three litres of red wine in a big pan with a bottle of whiskey. That's it. Now, we're nearly finished, except that. You take a bottle of lemonade, this size, one and a half litres. Normally, the label's down here. You serve it, you put that much in down to there. Leave that. Which is about four-fifths, isn't it, I'd say? Two-thirds, three-quarters. Two-thirds, yeah. Then get granulated sugar... A good handful, mm-hmm. as it's getting warm on the, in the pan, you put it in and psh, all the gas comes out of the lemonade, right? So you've got the gas out of the lemonade, the lemonade sweetens the awful wine and the terrible cheap whiskey and sweetens it all up. And that is it. You've finished. The whole thing's done. And it's, it's quite tremendous. Now, my wife would put in cloves stuck in an orange. Yeah. But it's a bit Christmassy and it takes yeah. a Yeah. And and in your email to me, you said it made her happier by putting it in. (laughs) I've not tried it yet. I think because I made mine last night before I went to bed to fester and I've not tried it yet, but the smell of it is making my eyes water. It hits the back of your throat, doesn't it? I've just had a sip. It's It's got a sweetness to it. I like it. It's got a bit of bite. Well, a bottle of whiskey 
should give a little bit of bite when you think about it, but it's the cheapest of all. We'll take it, and there's about 16 of us, 18 of us down at Zoe's on Christmas Day, and we'll make it Christmas Eve, and we'll drink it Christmas Eve, and we'll sleep through Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) Will you make the amount that you said, three litres and... The big lump, yeah, it's about five litres. Johnny, I've got no portion control. So I went to your Aldi and I bought a bottle of red wine and it is actually called red wine. Yeah. There's, no, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing fancy about it. It was about £3 and it's called red wine. And then I bought the whiskey, which is called whiskey. And then I thought, well, it's only me going to be drinking it. So I've poured the one bottle of red wine in with the one bottle of whiskey. Oh, that was ridiculous. It's oh, no. delightful. I am <laughs> flying. I've got to go wallpaper my house. Uh, no. In a minute, Johnny. She she doesn't know numbers like you and I, Johnny. Yeah. Are you going to wallpaper the house, the outside of the house, or the inside of the house? I'll probably do next doors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, Johnny. And but then she's going to be asleep and crying, probably. <laughs> oh, it really is. It's really warming, isn't it, there? How did you discover this recipe then? Or did is it an old one or is it just somebody else's? Or I don't know. I, rem- I had it from somebody and I don't know who I got it from. I really don't. And when I met my dear lady wife with Zoe, and Zoe was two and a half, and we got together. Now... She moved in with me as soon as she came out of summer season because I'd been at the South Pier at Blackpool in summer season and she'd been at the Central Pier at Blackpool. So after her season, she came down and she moved in with me, you see, and her mum went apoplectic. So they came up for Christmas from Swindon to Heston, where we live, and she was looking daggers at me. And I said, come on, I've got to make this punch, help me. So we got in this small kitchen in those days and we made this punch and we tasted a bit. That's not quite right. And we made a bit more and we tasted it. That's not quite right. Made a bit more. And my future mother-in-law and I got pissed together. And we were as happy as Samboys. And was a great friend from then on. Sadly, she's gone now. But she was fabulous. And her and dad as well. They were a fabulous family. And it was wonderful. Oh, the punch. The punch brought you together. That's some story. You've got to get together when you're lying on the floor. Close. <laughs> she probably woke up going, I don't know whose house I'm in. I don't know who that man is, but I've got this dreadful heartburn. <laughs> we did stay on our feet, so, so that was okay. And over the years, because we did this every single year from whence we came, when we came here. So the best idea, if you want a Christmas party, have it Christmas Eve. Yeah. Why? Because nobody can stay late because they're too busy for Christmas Day. And all the kids, when they're teenagers, their mates used to come and meet. And everybody in everybody's family used to come. I only said hello to them as I served them the punch. I never saw them again. (laughs) My dad used to make a punch at Christmas. He was in the fire brigade. And so we used to have all the firemen come round and then they'd bring all their kids. Dad used to make a punch. Me and my sister and I think it was Christopher Parks. Yes, we used to sit under a table in the kitchen and we would drink the punch because we we were, somebody said, oh, it's Ribena or something like that. And we knew it wasn't Ribena, but we would all just have little glasses of punch. And every year, that's how I developed my taste for the booze, you see, Johnny. I blame Stop the fire brigade. Stop blaming the fly, fire brigade. Is that, is that blame? <laughs> 
Um, do you know what I'm going to do, Johnny? I'm going to take a, a glass of this punch and I'm going to drink it in your namesake street in Bristol. I'm going to go to Johnny Bull Lane. It wasn't named after me, of course. It was named after an alderman in the 19th century. In my mind, it's named after yeah. you. Yeah. I'm not having that. You started off as a stand-up. So when you were doing Butlins, was that your comedy career starting off then? Yeah, I started there. I played drums as well. And they kept me on for the winter at Blackpool. And that was when I first did my first act. I'd been playing drums in the summer season and a great comic who's dead suddenly now called Ricky McCabe did his spot, right? I would play the drums and I'd be sitting in the, in the pit. I went to Blackpool and when I got there, Freddie Davis was off on honeymoon. He was the principal comic. So they said, do you have an act? I said, no, but I know an act. And they said, would you do it? I said, no, it's somebody else's. And they said, we're desperate. And I said, well, I do know Ricky McCabe's act. So I'd never done it. So I did it, right, on the Friday night. So they all went home on the Saturday. It went reasonably well. So the next night, they said, can you do it tonight? Because Freddie (laughs) comes back on Monday. So can you do it tonight? I said, no. They said, please. So I did it again on the Saturday to a new audience. And when I came off, it's a true story. When I came off, a girl, one of the girl records said, oh, that was great. Oh, the new comics come, turned up. He's in the foyer. I said, oh, he knows you. I said, who's that? He said, Rick McCabe. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I rushed into Ricky McCabe and I told him straight that I'd done the act because I didn't have an act. And I told him I'd done the act because they were desperate. And I said, no, I hadn't intended it. He said, how, how much have you done? I said, your spot. And so what happened, Ricky helped me write my first act. Oh, oh wow. You know, what was your training drink, do you think, Johnny? You know, when, what, what sort of age did you start drinking? And also, do you have any glorious drunk stories for us? 14. I, I started at 14 when I used to be, a, I, I was in the Amateur Dramatic Society, uh, which I got rid of, I got rid of my mates who were forming a gang. Uh, this is a cautionary tale for kids today. Suddenly, my mates, who had all been mates, are suddenly starting to say that other mob down the road are horrible. And suddenly there's this gang situation, right? And there was a fight, and the fight was between the biggest two and our fellow one. And I thought, this is only the start. I'm getting out. So I joined the Amateur Dramatic Society because you met girls there. That's where my career started, really, and it was terrible. Now, they were all about 18, 19, 20, and I was 14. And if they how old I was, I'd say 16. I'd meet them halfway. (laughs) Hello, this is Hey Dude Shoes. This is an ad, but not for your ears, for your feet. Are they listening? Good. Hey Dude Shoes are the squishiest, airiest, lightest go-to shoes you'll ever have the pleasure of introducing your toes to. So light, a butterfly could steal them. So soft, kittens seethe with jealousy. So cushy, your hands will curse your feet for all the love and attention. Toes, you've hit the jackpot of comfy. Hey Dude, good to go to. (laughs) (laughs) What was your drinks then? There was a sweet stout. Mackerson was like a sweet stout, not like Guinness. Yes, I know Mackerson. A bottle of that and a bottle of cider. I was bought around and had a tray about that big and all the different drinks, right? And I bring them all back to a great gang and somebody took the end of drink and it unbalanced the tray. So I went, oh, and I grabbed another one from the tray. Oh, a lot of them. And I grabbed mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sally and I saw a spectacular drop, didn't we, in Edinburgh one year where we saw a man who just, we d- he tripped over thin air. We just heard this, Whoa! 
out and these just drink he fell over nothing and these drinks just went everywhere and the whole pub just went silent and then he sort of stared around as if it was somebody else's fault but he literally tripped over nothing didn't he Sal it was one of those ones that you just think nobody knows exactly what's just happened there but that that man is very angry the noise was was amazing I remember once falling over with a drink in my hand in a pub in Oxford where I grew up and um and I tripped over and I remember my friend Darren Turner the doorman really laughing because I went down (laughs) but I but I saved my drink I mean it was a spectacular fall as well but I was there's so much in you going save the drink save the gin and tonic (laughs) it doesn't matter if I'm bruised well I was lucky when I was single in Blackpool I had a girlfriend and she was she was such a great girlfriend that if I tripped, she would be under me before I hit the ground. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to do that, guys? Yeah, yes, of course you are. Of course, uh, yeah. You come are. on, Johnny, do it. Your Christmas parties then are they like notorious? Then you must have lots of drunk guests getting up to all sorts in your house. Not really. They go home early though, don't they? Oh, they do. Yes, they do. Jimmy Carr used to come. Oh, and I met him. He said, "I used to love your Christmas parties." And I had no idea what he was talking about. I'd never met him. Um, Too busy. Too busy making punch, weren't you? Have you really ever really embarrassed yourself with drink, Johnny? That's what we want to hear. Some proper stinging tales of fun. No, I get very safe with it, I think. Do you? Yeah, I get fed up about three, four nights a week, and I have two pints. And my wife said, this is true, my wife said this. She said, you had three pints tonight. And I said, how do you know? She said, I know, because when you've had two pints, you're fine. You come home and you're fine. When you've had two and a half pints, you come home and you argue with the television. (laughs) When you've had three pints, you stand up and argue with (laughs) the The stages of drinking, but only for you. Most people have different, you know, four pints and they're sick or whatever. But in actual fact, you start standing up rather than falling down as well, (laughs) the more you have. What about a hangover cure, Johnny? Have you got a hangover cure? Oh, God, what do we do for hangover? I got so drunk. I'll tell you the drunkest story. This is true. It was my last day on trade training in the area. I wanted to go abroad, decided I wanted to be a radar operator because you got more chance of getting abroad, like to Singapore, like to Hong Kong. So I was overqualified for it. So I came top of my group. And then they said, the whole group is going to Germany, except the one who came top and you're going to Wales. Oh, no. (laughs) That's when I met the boffins. That's when I realized I had a science bent. And that's when it all started. But that night of training, they were all going to Germany two hours after me and I was going something like seven o'clock on a bus to get to the station at Chippenham and I got so drunk that night I was so drunk I remember going to the bar just before time and said can I have a triple rum and she said we don't do triples I said what did I say oh I meant two doubles so she gave me two doubles and I drank them in front of her and she was disgusted you see and I then lost it I didn't know where it was. Apparently, they found me walking across the car park saying, I'm going home. Well, home was Blackpool. So <laughs> oh, no. I'm chipping up. So I was ill in the night, but luckily we were in a transit billet where there are spare beds everywhere. So they moved me to another bed, and I was sick in that. So they moved me to another bed, and I was sick in that, but they left me. So suddenly they wake me up at half past six, say, you're going to be on the bus at seven. And I couldn't move. So they had to get me to the bathroom. And when I got to the bathroom, they left me holding the sink and I couldn't do anything. So eventually they came, washed me, dressed me, 
packed all my stuff and put me on the bus. And the bus was waiting and off we went. And I was in a blur, a terrible blur. I didn't know what it was. Got to the station and the driver had to get off and help me off the bus. Somebody had to help me into the station. So I went in the gents and it was just slate walls, big slate walls, six, seven foot high. And I just stood there with my cheek on the slate. I told somebody, come and get me when the train comes. And sure enough, they got me and I got on the train, changed the the Eventually, at about four o'clock, got in the billet in Wales. And they always have a mirror, so you know you look smart before you come out. And I went in, looked around, turned around, and saw myself in the in the mirror. I got no tie on, so I just got a collar and a stud and no tie. There was sick all down the front of my coat, and I travelled across England in the RAF uniform like this. And I was oh. actually alcoholically poisoned for about a day and a half. I never even smell rum after that. Oh, no. Oh, right. That's the drink that you cannot drink anymore, then. We normally tell a drunk story. What we do, Johnny, is we ask our listeners for drunk stories. I'm going to read this out and we can mull over it. Um, Dear Lou and Sally, before you read this out, I should stress that I now no longer drink. I think you knowing that will make the story more enjoyable. One night, I got so drunk on a Friday after work drinks, I had a proper blackout. Cut to the next morning and I wake up behind a strange sofa. After a very confused few minutes looking at photos in frames around the room to see if I recognised anyone in them, a young woman carrying a toddler walks in with a cup of tea for me. Turns out this good Samaritan had actually seen me flailing in the street and thought she should take me back to hers out of harm's way. I asked her where the nearest tube was, to which she replied that I was in the city of Bath. After much piecing together, it turns out that I had ran into my friends who I knew from Bath in London and ended up on a train with them. I then apparently wandered off after disembarking the train and no one could find me. And that was Justin from Finsbury Park in London. (laughs) Justin, that's... Justin doesn't drink anymore. Died. Well, no, have a word. Wow. You see, I wear glasses to protect me from drink, you see, because I keep walking into pubs. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think of a cocktail as well for our listeners. Um, we name a cocktail after our listener. I think we could put a bath ale in it, couldn't we? Bath <laughs> ale. Yes, we'd serve it in one of those, you know, you get those fancy cocktails. You could get like a mini bath with a no, straw. No. A rubber duck, you get a rubber rubber, d- and you cut the head off, <sighs> and you feel that be lovely. You drink it out. Of yes, that. drink the bath ale like the rubber duck. I think that's it. You don't think you need anything else in there, do you? No, you could put like desiccated coconut in it to make it feel like he's you're drinking the shavings from somebody's legs. Where did you get that from? Because it's bath water. Oh, I see. So you just, yes. So you could have. (laughs) What about something like a bath bottle? Or maybe some, what do you put in baths? Something that'll make it fizz. Popping candy type thing. Popping candy. (laughs) Radox. You're thinking of Radox, aren't you? I think I I am. You know, I've drunk worse, Johnny. This is, this, (laughs) can you see how red my cheeks are? This is from your. Should we call it the bath bomb, do you think? Bath bomb. The last time we went out, four of us, my son, Nick, brother-in-law, Paul. So we were in a quiet bar, but we did have five different shots. Oh, At four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my God. Till about 5.15. 
So we had this about three beers and five different shots. Wow. And that's what skiing's all about. Well, we need to assign a cocktail to you, the Johnny Ball Ooh. cocktail. Because it's numbers and things, because it's Johnny Ball, we could have um, we could have bingo balls. We could drill holes into bingo balls and just mm. have shots in bingo balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need Di in the cocktail as well. I need Johnny's yeah, we wife Di in it because yeah. she's going to be helping sort of remind us of yeah. what goes in it, isn't she? <laughs> Die, come and be met. Live and met, die. Oh, Johnny, we need the name Johnny Mm. in it. Johnny, live and met, die. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Do you, Lou? You're not taken. I like that. Because obviously, you've been with die a long time, haven't you, Johnny? Something like seven broken mirrors. (laughs) We've had a good four or five or six very happy years. For the listener, Johnny's lovely wife, Di, is here. The, the... We have to sort of ask a couple of questions and bring the podcast to a close, but we were just assigning a cocktail to Johnny and we think well, you should be in that as well, Di. So we've yeah. called it Johnny Live and, Live and Met Di. Oh, Di's yeah. taken with that, so that's great. Right. And within it, it's going to be little... We're going to drink out of... Well, they don't have to be little balls, bingo balls. They can just be ball, like ball, well, ball balls. Christmas ball balls. Well, you ball upset ball. Yeah. yeah, but big ones. We need a big drink. And in yeah. it goes... Daniel Craig. Could go in mine. Daniel Great. Craig okay. is going in yours. Okay, Di, that's yeah, fine. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll squeeze brilliant. him in. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> could get like one of those fish bowls, couldn't we? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the perfect opportunity for me to ask my penultimate question, don't you, Sally? I do. Now then, Johnny, you're going to hate this, but I'm plowing on. He, I don't think he will hate oh, it. Oh, do you know? No. Do you know? You're probably right. Uh, we'll ask both of you. So let's imagine Johnny Ball and Live and Let Die. You've got a spittoon in front of you. Yes. And it has got the shrapnel from somebody else's cast-offs in it. They've spat out their drink. They didn't like it. It's in the spittoon. Whose spittoon, Johnny Ball, would you drink? <laughs> <laughs> Dies. Oh, yeah. yes. And now what I think is we're going to ask Di the same question, but I rec- I've got a feeling it's not going to be yours, Johnny. No, I don't think it is, <laughs> no. Be- <laughs> Daniel Craig's, isn't it? Yeah. No, it, it has to be his. Oh, got to be Johnny's. Very diplomatic, Di. Diplomatic Di, there you go. Both have washed our mouth out beforehand. <laughs> of course, of course. And now we have to decide with the punch that you have introduced us to is a spit or a swallow. I'm going to say, I mean, do you know what? It's definitely a swallow from me. You can see the redness in my cheeks. It's definitely a swallow from me. And my wallpaper is going to go up a dream this afternoon, Johnny. I'm, the day has been written off thanks to your punch, Johnny. Yes, it I'm really just has. going to be on my yeah. sofa. Oh, I'm, I'm pleased to have wiped out a day on before you. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank good you. Luck, good luck with the carol concert this evening. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with what you thought about the wines that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we're at at Lou and Sally. Facebook is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at Spit or Swallow Podcast 34, that's the number 34, at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash Spit or Swallow Podcast. Thanks to Audio Boom for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye! Bye. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. 
Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. Our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Don't miss our weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus free delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to break a window. Something you probably do know, your neighbor practices chipping in the backyard. Something you probably don't know, a golf ball through your window would also take out your TV. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.